I'm your host, David Nage. This is Baselayer, where institutional investors come to learn about crypto. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Baselayer podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of ARCA, where David Nage is a principal. ARCA is not responsible and does not verify for accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast series available for listening. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. The podcast series does not constitute financial advice or other professional advice or services. Please do your own research. Baselayer is sponsored by Diginex and by its digital asset exchange, Equas. As an exchange, Equas is focused on delivering innovative product compliance, fairness, and most importantly, trust. In a time when institutional investors are beginning to seriously review digital assets for their portfolio, these are key elements necessary to build bridges to new investors. Equas currently provides digital asset spot trading and perpetual futures, and plans to soon offer dated futures and options. Parent company Diginex also provides capital markets advisory, asset management, and custody. To check them out, you can go to diginex.com and equos.io. That is E-Q-U-O-S.io. This is David, and this is your new episode of Baselayer, and really, really excited about this because not only is this a platform I look at and use, but this is something that a lot of people are looking at. I had Frederick, the CEO and co-founder of Dune Analytics with me today. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thank you. Good to good to be on. So again, like I mentioned, Dune Analytics is a platform that is coming out. There is a kind of a trend here over the last few years where I would say comfortably about three or four years ago, we did not as a industry, as an asset class, as an ecosystem have deep, rich research and analytic, uh, understanding flows, understanding how different chains were operating, understanding volumes, understanding sentiment was not very easy to ascertain. There wasn't that many people doing it. There wasn't many platforms. And then all of a sudden, over the last few years, we've seen a growth in this space, which I think is incredibly important, especially as more investor eyeballs are taking a look at this. So we're going to talk about what Dune Analytics does and the kind of the specialization there. But as everyone knows, before we get too far into the weeds on that, I like to get a sense of what got you here. You are a CEO and co-founder of this platform, this business. What got you to this point? What made you really say, okay, this is a spot I see that needs attention and I'm going to build there. So tell us kind of quickly, what got you to that point uh, of being a founder of Dune? Sure. So I was at a big company called the Shipstead Media Group, which do like um, classified eBay type of sites in the virtual markets across the world, pretty like big corporate. Um, and they, in that company, I, I got to be a technology analyst. I worked in London uh, on and then on blockchain technology. So I was I was very interested in that already. And and in the summer of 2017, obviously things really took off. Uh, so I, I had the, the, the opportunity to, to really spend a lot of time on, on this uh, technology inside of that uh, big company. Um, and that led me to, to meet my co-founder, which uh, is an engineer, and he, I'm an economist. And we, we worked together on building prototypes on Ethereum mostly. 
and, and really explored what this company could do. And this was like 2017, 2018. Uh, did a lot of traveling around the company and, and realized that this technology is probably a little bit too young for like a big cor- corporate to make a proper bet on. It's still very quirky and, 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 and weird. And you can't really give this to like big retail user bases, um, just, uh, like that. So we, we, we pretty quickly realized that this, this is not the place to be if we want to play in this industry. And then we took our experience from building on Ethereum and, and thought, what, what, what's missing? What's hard? And then we, we figured out like pulling data is actually really hard. Um, and also at that time, like Etherscan and other uh, established providers did not give you granular data on, on sort of the activity you were doing. It's most, mostly like you're sending a transaction. Um, so we figured, okay, hey, anyone building a product sort of needs something like mixed panel or Google Analytics or something like that to understand what's happening in the product. And that does not, not exist. So this was like summer 2018. We decided that this is an interesting problem space. If uh, anyone's going to be building meaningful adoption of, of products built on these uh, blockchains, they would need tooling like that to understand how their users behave. Um, and, and that's when we set out to, to start you. Awesome. So doing analytics, as people know that are in the space, but those that are not out, out in the space, and obviously we are addressing those that are not specifically also, is free Ethereum analytics by and for the community. And so for those that are in the community, they know they go here, there's repositories, people are creating all these different dashboards, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so if you had to, um, for those that are not in the community, those that are listening out there, the family offices, the institutional investors, what would you, how would you describe Dune Analytics to them very briefly? Just, you kind of already started doing it, but for those that are trying to get a sense of what's out there, is this like a Bloomberg? Is this just like a, you know, a fact set? Or is this, is this a, a place where people can just analyze the entire market uh, specifically for Ethereum, um, give them just a brief sense of what you have built uh, for them. Yeah, so essentially, you know, the, the blockchains, the smart contract blockchains are computers that people deploy code and logic to, and then people, users, interact with those systems. And that produces data. Um, and that data is public, but it's like hard to, to get and, and make sense of. So what we do is that we clean that data and then we, in an open-ended way, allow anyone to create analysis on that data. So that means charts and tables and, and uh, graphs and, and things like that and visualize that. And then that data feeds directly into all those charts and dashboards. And um, so sort of the, the end product that you're looking at um, resembles something like uh, Bloomberg indeed, but you also have this social component where you can look into all the all the stats that anyone has ever pulled and you can fork it and, and make your own version of it so it's kind of a mix of like a github where you can collaborate uh and a, a bloomberg where you actually see see the the charts and and what is super interesting about this space and the way dune is built is that you can actually look into the core of these products uh live so you can have like key performance indicators that would typically be 
locked into an organization uh, previously for anyone building a, a web product like the only the core team would know uh, what those metrics are but today anyone in the world can look into like the back end of these products and understand how they're faring who's using it how are you using it um, and and that's what we enable where you can do that and you can do that in collaboration with the the rest of the world essentially that also looks into that data um, so that's uh, that's what Dune is up to and then there are thousands of, of charts and analysis uh, being built on Dune and, and growing quickly right so let's get into the nitty-gritty here so as I mentioned you can follow key metrics on specific sectors and subsectors uh, that is a terminology that you know I'm using and I'm trying to have other people use is that we have a world of digital assets where we have money obviously Bitcoin being that we have platforms and protocols you know things like ethereum obviously and then under that you have a whole subsector of things that are happening here um that go from DeFi, that go from gaming that go from scaling uh, that go to governance all these different components out there and so i would love to hear from you as you are obviously kind of at the top and you're seeing all the things that are happening on your platform what are some of the key metrics uh and some of the key subsectors that a lot of people are coming on doing analytics to uh, to really visualize and to get their hands on. Yeah, so it's it's definitely been a clear trend uh, with the, the decentralized finance uh, segment the the last few months so over the summer and, and this autumn. So one of the things we track is um, the exchange volume, the trading volume uh, for all the all the major exchanges that are built on top of Ethereum. Um, so this is really, really exploded. Uh, it's it's an absolute exponential uh, graph. So if you look back to to just uh, like January of this year, uh, or or say February, so there was about a billion dollars traded on these systems um, that month. Uh, and now, and if you go back a year before that, it was a tenth of that. So it's um, Went 10x from 20 February 2018 to 20 oh sorry 19 to 2020, um, and now if you look at last month in um, September, it was 25 billion. So it went 25x from February numbers. So I think that it's not that long ago that there was doubt around whether sort of this product would ever be used by by. Uh, for sort of substantial trades or for a, or a substantial amount of people, and now that's clearly sort of getting proven that it's actually being used at a pretty significant scale. It's still like small compared to sort of the, the traditional stock market or, or such, but it's actually used by a lot of people. There are around like a hundred thousand people weekly uh, using these products, um, and the the volumes are actually starting to to really look like something that's meaningful. Um, so I think that's uh, extremely exciting. Um, and then you also have, and what, what's interesting is that it's uh, hyper-competitive and you can like follow market share over time. So for instance, Uniswap, which some might have heard of, uh, really accelerated their market share uh, this year from like 30% to now around 70%. Um, and, and before that, it was very even across a lot of competitors. So. It's extremely competitive and it's growing insanely quick uh, mm -hmm. these days. Yeah. And so 
if you go to Dune Analytics website, and obviously we'll have a link there, one of the first ones that you show is DEX trading volume, as you were alluding to. DEX is, is, as people hopefully have listened to the show, but I'll have a quick refresh. You have centralized exchanges like Coinbase and Binance, and then you have decentralized exchanges. And so centralized exchanges are just what you would think. Um, there is a, a board of, of advisors and directors there. You have people that are running that business. You have, uh, you know, obviously your your digital assets are being custodied either vis-a-vis hot and cold storage. It is fairly prototypical of what you would experience uh, in traditional markets. And then you have decentralized exchanges where all of that custody, all of the activity is effectively run on a protocol. And again, protocol is not necessarily a blockchain terminology. TCP IP and things that have created the internet are all protocols. Things that you interact with every single day are protocols. And so you have a exchange that is effectively run on protocols uh, and does not have the centralization feature. Um, and so we have seen that kind of grown over the last two years. Initially, people were, I would say, hesitant and that it was a feature of the market that many people were not adopting. But as we've seen uh, over the last few weeks, especially over the last few two weeks, that some of the centralized exchanges, some of the centralized points of interaction with digital assets have had their weaknesses, whether they have been regulatory or other. Um, And so I'm curious, from the DEX side, um, we're looking at the trading volumes. And again, this is a chart that you'll be able to see when you go to their site. You have this amazing Cambrian explosion in July, August, and September. And then this month so far, we've kind of seen a little bit of a cutoff. And so anything that you can tell from the community, anything that you can tell from those that are creating dashboards, anything that you can glean from that? I think that it was definitely sort of getting a little hot uh, in in August, September. and, and it was kind of a bull run and, and uh, sort of Pharaoh missing out within the already established crypto circles, I would say. Um, so there was this yield farming craze, which essentially means that you users supply uh, funds to, to these different products and earn ownership uh, stake in the products as they use them. And uh, that drove a lot of the volume and activity we saw in the last couple of months. And and I think this month it's uh, coming down. Like people are not as opportunistically using these products to achieve something else like like this ownership. Uh, So I think it's definitely the the way this market typically goes is that something crazy happens and everyone gets excited and, and the numbers blow up and then they will come back to earth. But it's still sort of settling on a way higher level than um, than where it started. So in in June, the, there was like 1.6 billion, and it looks this month it will be like 10 billion, something around that. So it's still a significant decrease from sort of where it were before people kind of went crazy. Right. Um, yeah. So as people again will obviously i hope you guys all check this out you go to browse on doing analytics you will see these dashboards and then there's also queries 
the dashboards are created by the community. And so we have one at the very top, as we were talking about decentralized exchanges. So there's DEX metrics. And so there is a whole host of things if you click on that. Uh, and you'll be able to see this is open source, so people can can you know obviously add to this um, and retract from it. You also have the ability to see popular dashboard tags, and so as we've been talking, DeFi has been the darling of the space for the last six or seven, eight months, um, followed by Dexes, um, and then there's Uniswap, and so let's talk about that. Um, Uniswap has been in uh, in and out of the news. Uh, as of the last two days, Bloomberg actually reported on Uniswap and talking about it. What are people looking at in terms of Uniswap? So the the hot thing in, within sort of the Uniswap realm now is their their token, the Uni token, which was part of driving these these uh, crazy volumes we saw uh, recently. And um, and now that's shifting more towards the the governance process around these. Uh, Systems and, and Uniswap, particularly. So, you with that ownership that people get, um, you you can actually decide what happens in the the company in the same way if you own a in the same way that you own a share in a, uh, in a traditional company. Um, so now, I think this is healthy, where you have more people caring about sort of the the changes that are made to the product and how how the product should work. Um, that's what people spend time on. So you have this like Uniswap governance dashboard that that was created, for instance, where you can actually see the proposals. Uh, so basically like digital shareholder meetings um, and you can see how people vote. So there's actually one now that's uh, interesting because they wanted to lower the threshold needed to, to, to suggest a proposal. Uh, and, and that was suggested, and it seems like it's stuck at 39.6 million voted yes for, and, and they needed 40 million, I think. Uh, so that's been one of the latest sort of hypes or, or the things that people discuss is like, uh, how this plays out in the wild when, when you actually have a ton of owners across the world. I think it was like 150,000 addresses for, for Uniswap, and now they have to come together and actually govern the system, which is uh, sort of a whole new world uh, that also needs to be figured out how to do that technically and sort of the social coordination that goes into that. Yep. And um, again, so if you're looking at the Uniswap governance, some of the things, you know, back from, you know, again, kind of correlating it to traditional markets, you know, you're looking at things like token balances and you're seeing how many holders. And so if you were looking at an equity, you know, if you were using a Bloomberg, for instance, and you were looking at Apple as a just a proxy there, you would be able to see the different type of funds that owned it, whether it's a Vanguard, whether it's you know a hedge fund specifically based off of their reporting. Obviously, that could be a little bit delayed in terms of the time from reporting to actually posting it on a Bloomberg. This is all real time. And so this is pretty amazing. So you're seeing the amount of holders out there. You're seeing the delegates, as, as Frederick was alluding to. You're seeing the voting power. Um, you're seeing all of this information so you can get a sense of the distribution of kind of governance and things that will affect the specific company or project going forward. And so really, really interesting. So I highly recommend you guys checking that out, uh, after you listen to the show or while you're listening to the show, hopefully, um, as we're kind of wrapping up, I would love to get a sense 
So you have built this, and this has become an amazing repository of information for people to analyze the markets. Where do you see this going in the next 6, 12, 18 months? How do you see, what's the roadmap for Dune? Yeah, so we want to enable even more collaboration and uh, make the product more uh, social, if you will. So we think this is one of the amazing aspects of, of this industry uh, and the way we've built Dune is that everything is open. So you can, uh, while you sort of previously, anyone that built some, some data insight in, in more of the traditional world, it comes from siloed sources and then it gets piped into siloed environments and then people do the analytics. Um, while what's happening here is that that's all aggregated in the same space and, and the moment someone creates a piece of analysis, anyone else can utilize that. So you don't have to replicate or, or do the whole work again in every silo of the environment. Um, so that's um, something we think is extremely exciting for, for both of the Dune product and this industry as a whole, the, the collaborative aspect and, and the force that's created when so many people build on top of each other instead of in parallel. Um, so that's what we want to enable with Dune and uh, also allow less technical people to, to find interesting content, find what people, other people are creating and really turn this experience into something that's uh, extremely engaging uh, where you can go arbitrary deep if you want to, but you can also see the high level things and, and get presented what's, uh, what's most interested, uh, interesting to, to look at as suggestions. Um, so we think that um, that's an extremely excited, exciting future that uh, we think will enable a lot more people to make great decisions in, in this space and, and work together. Amazing. So this was Frederick from Dune Analytics. Again, a tool that is being used broadly out there uh, as a tool set amongst a few other operators that are really providing deeper insight into the markets, providing some very important analytic um, and the ability to get uh, deeper uh, specific technical insights about some of these projects, about some of these digital assets. We appreciate you coming on, and hopefully we can have you on again in a few months to see how things are progressing, see what other new dashboards are, the talk of the town that everyone's using, and uh, we'll we'll hopefully be able to catch up with you soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening in to Baselayer. If you like the show and all the different guests that we've brought on, please give a like and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you do listen to the podcast. Also, if you want to have a conversation or reach out to me, you can reach me out on Twitter at David J. Nage. And let's talk there. Or also you can find me on LinkedIn. And I look forward to having great conversations with you all about digital assets. This podcast is presented by Blockworks Group, one of the best digital asset event and media production companies that I know of. For exclusive content and events that provide insight into digital assets, visit them at blockworksgroup.io. You won't be disappointed.